Hi, friends. Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Bellward. Our purpose in this podcast is to guide you to receive God's grace and truth, and then to equip you to pass that grace and truth on to your children. Well, this is our last podcast of the year. (laughs) I just can't believe it. It's amazing. It is episode 85. And so today I have with me the executive director of Connected Families, Anna Brosh and Jim Jackson co-founder of Connected Families. And we want to just come together at the microphone to celebrate all that God has done through our organization. It's been such a good year and we are amazed. So let's get started. Welcome, Anna. Hi, good to be here today. Yeah. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the microphone. Well, thank you. I can't wait to have this conversation with two of my favorite colleagues. I spend the most time with, other than Lynn, I think I spend the most time with the two of you and I'm excited to review what God's doing in our midst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's important to us here at Connected Families to just regularly reflect and be grateful. And so we work that practice into actually all of our meetings, don't we? And right now it feels really appropriate in December at the end of the year to look back in in gratitude. I smell a personal and professional best coming on. (laughs) That's a, that's a practice that we do pretty much every meeting. We also do it in our quarterly meetings. Anna, what's a professional and personal best for me this year? Oh, I'm going to go with my personal best first. It was gardening. I love gardening, but this year I kind of went all in on my vegetable garden And it was amazing. I didn't have a lot of other stuff going on this summer. We didn't travel. We didn't really have a busy summer. So I thought if I'm going to do it, this is the year. And, you know, we're still eating produce out of the garden that I I was going to say, I saw that garden and I am jealous. And uh, it was not only the most organized garden I have ever seen. No questions about what anything is or where it is. Everything had a label. Yeah. And so, so productive. Unbelievable. Yes. But Anna, the question is, do your kids eat beets? (laughs) I don't eat beets. (laughs) You don't even okay. No, so I didn't did grow beets. No, I don't recall not. seeing beets in the garden. <laughs> no. But Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, charred lettuce, tomatoes, mm. beans, wow. Swiss charred. Yeah, yummy, yummy. Okay, and what was your professional best? Oh my goodness, just this the entire team pulling together to launch two new websites and yeah. seeing every single team member step up to the plate. We we got so much done this year yeah. and just leading this team, leading this project was just, it, it was by far my professional best. And everybody can take a look at those professional bests. They're available for anyone who wants to see them, right? Oh, that's right. right. ConnectedFamilies.org. And anyone can come over next summer to see my garden as well. You're all welcome. <laughs> Open invitation, knock on Anna's <laughs> door. I love it. Jim, what are your personal and professional bests? Well, I'm, I'm not turn- talking about golf, Jim. No golf. No, oh. I'm not talking well, about no, I, hot top golf score. I don't have anything to say. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> my golf game actually was not a personal best this year, last year, maybe, but this okay. year, not so much. I'm going to start professional actually. You know, some years ago I had this idea as more and more people from different places would come to us and say, man, this framework that you teach could go a lot of directions and it could help us in our culture and it could help us here. And it could help us, you know, in the context of a church, or this is about more than family relationships, all these different things. And so there was so many ideas, but there were too many ideas to take a direction. And this year, I think God gave us a very clear direction to 
take our first effort sort of out of the box, out of the English speaking parent of four to 12 year old target audience and start working with Chinese language speakers. And it's just been really cool to see the people who had already sort of been a part of our community loosely. And then when they found out we were going to focus some efforts toward, toward making resources available to Chinese speakers in their own language, that work is really starting to take shape. It's starting to take off. It's starting to be real. I'm on Zoom calls with people in that part of the world in different places and who sometimes start speaking in their own language. So I don't understand them. (laughs) And it's just been, it's just been so cool to see the possibilities and to watch God take what was once just a little idea and a few relationships and really begin to multiply it. Jim, I I can hear people wanting to ask you, does that mean that you have to strip it completely of the Bible or how does, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, you know, the framework at, at its core is four words, foundation, connect, coach, correct. Those are concepts and uh, words that can be translated. And, and that's, that's kind of what's so beautiful about this framework God gave Lynn and me so many years ago is that at its very core, it can be shared with anyone anywhere and they resonate with it. And so then it's up to us to be wise stewards of those four words and that framework and, and find ways to communicate them in sensitive ways, culturally speaking, to invite conversations as learners, because there's so much we don't know about the other cultures. And then you know, as led by God's spirit to add the biblical basis for these ideas. And that's part of why, you know, the, the Southeast Asians and folks in, in even non-Christian cultures find the tool so useful is because at the core, they can talk about it with anyone. And then as fitting, start to add the, the biblical context for that. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a whole team of people who are Chinese speakers and helping us with that. Yeah. So what, what are your personal bests or your top personal bests? Yeah. I could, a lot of personal bests this year, but I, I'm I'm going to say um, we we uh, Lynn and I some years ago felt called to invite people to live in our home with us, and this past year we had a, a family from Kenya live in our home. And usually the people we invite to live in our home are people who need us. And I mean we all need each other, right? But like the goal is mentorship, maybe even low level sort of coaching. And this family, I mean, in some respects was that for us in, you know, what was a tough year personally in some different ways. This family ministered to us. They prayed with us. They sang with us. Mm-hmm. We shared meals. Uh, we learned so much and it was just such a, such a rich, rich experience. They're lifelong friends. In fact, they're, mm-hmm. they'll be in our home again soon for dinner and we've been to theirs and mm-hmm. uh, just uh, such a beautiful sort of picture to us of what's possible in the body of Christ. And and I think they taught you a little Swahili, didn't they? Because they're from Kenya. Yeah. Wait, well, Hakuna Matata, baby. Jambo, I mean, jambo. Jambo, jambo. So, samosa, <laughs> sambusa. <laughs> Mostly yeah. food words. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Stacey? You're, you get to play this game too. Okay. Well, my professional best of the year is also, I mean, I have had so much fun with Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a new drop-in social media app. And it has been a blast meeting new people, but even more <laughs> than that, growing our community, but it's not growing. It's like deepening our community. That's yeah. what I keep calling it. It's like all my friends in the online courses, I now get to have live conversations with them and I'm having a blast with that. Jim, you and I are hosting rooms there. It's fun. Yeah. I love clubhouse just because of its organic nature and we never know what's going to happen. And it's hard always to prepare because we're inviting people to come and interact with us and ask their questions and pose their challenges. And, Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it just really makes for a dynamic time. And what's really been cool about it is that, that, you know, Clubhouse, typically people sort of drop in and drop out like a talk radio show while you're driving or something, but the people come and they stay. I mean, there's yeah. a lot that they call it the stickiness factor and people are hanging around. And I think there's just sort of, Stacey, you bring an infectious, fun, but but also deep and rich and spirit-led form of moderation to that. And it's really awesome. Right. One of the rooms we open is just prayer. And so we've just loved praying for people in our community too. But my personal best is like drum roll. Our family went back to Africa. We went to Tanzania and Ethiopia this past summer. I'm a missionary kid from there. And so I got my parents and my brother and it was this intergenerational, like beautiful time of ministry and introducing my kids to the place where my husband and I met. It was, it was pretty epic and, and amazing. And that was my personal best. Okay. Well, that was awesome. Thanks for sharing you guys. Let's move on to connected families. And, you know, we got this idea of personal and professional best from our EOS implementer. His name is Joel Swanson. So Jim, could you just give everyone a quick overview of what EOS is and just like why we love it? (laughs) Well, I'll start with why we love it. Why we love it is is mostly why the rest of the team loves it. Because about seven or eight years ago, I was doing my best to lead us as a random, abstract, new idea, shiny idea of the day sort of a person. And I was drawing on lots of different resources to try to ground me and give me some disciplines. And twice in one week, we heard from two different people who were this thing called EOS implementers. And of course, I had no idea what that meant. But one of them took me to lunch and explained it. That was Joel Swanson. Who, who became our implementer. And EOS is the system. It's a system that from, from the way we conduct our weekly meetings to the way that we imagine the big, hairy, audacious thing God would have us do together someday, puts it all together in a system that can be followed and that makes it clear who's going to do what and who has capacity to do this or that. And how do we assign tasks? How do we assign job descriptions? We set weekly goals. We set with a to-do list and we set quarterly goals. What are the most important things we need to do to keep our organization moving toward our one-year plan? And our one-year plan is tied to the three-year picture, which is tied to the 10-year target. And it's just this beautiful rhythm of interacting. And, you know, Anna came along as kind of an operations assistant, if you will, and then immediately rose to leadership in the EOS framework, because it was clear I wasn't great at being concrete and making decisions and sticking to the plans we'd made. And that's a gift Anna has, isn't it? I do know how much I love EOS. And I think one of the great benefits for me is when you do have such amazing vision and ideas, then we have a place to put those vision and ideas rather than me just saying, "Mm, no, we can't do that. We can say, hey, let's revisit that. And then we have a place Mm -hmm. to revisit that. So what in EOS is you're the visionary, I'm the integrator, and that is just a really powerful team to have a visionary and an integrator. They call it rocket fuel. Rocket fuel. Yeah. EOS calls it rocket fuel. Anna and I work uh, have worked for a while, and yeah, it's just a, a, what a privilege to be in this working relationship, Anna, with you. So much trust, and so much wisdom, and so much growth, and so yeah, this has been our system, and it's guided us, and it's been just amazing to see how God has used this structure to grow our work together and to keep us accountable to the plans that we have. So we haven't yet said what EOS stands for. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneur Operating System. 
Mm-hmm. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for anyone running a small business or wanting to get more information. I didn't know we were going to do a commercial, but that'd be a pretty good one. Joel would be yeah. proud. <laughs> Call Joel up. He's amazing. We he appreciate him so much. And I heard you mention Jim, a one-year plan. I have seen those one-year plans every year. We're here in December. So it, yeah. we, we just completed our one-year plan for 2021. So I love it. If the two of you would share what was on that plan and what did we accomplish this Mm. year? Yeah, we put together our one-year plan in January each year. And this year we had some really, we had a big plan. We had a lot cooking that what I mentioned earlier was our new website. So that was one of the things that we did accomplish this year. And we initially just thought we would have one new website, connectedfamilies.org with lots of really easy on-ramps, ways for our current community to quickly and easily find what they're looking for, ways for new members of the community to join and again, find what they're looking for. So that was going really well. And then at some point during the year, as we started building this out, we decided a great another project, which we didn't really intend to build out this year, but it did happen. And I'm so, so, so glad we Mm -hmm. did was our community based website. So where all of our online courses are hosted, our coaching, our coaching certification, all of the engagement happens at the community website. Yeah. And I think these websites, as I saw it, Anna, and you can, mm-hmm. you can reflect on this too, as this plan emerged for the year, you know, we were going to just do this big library of resources with lots of on-ramps, but it, it, it occurred to us and, and we started paying attention to the fact that there were, I mean, you know, to use this analogy, there was lots of people in the library and they were making noise. They were talking to each other. They were, they were getting excited in the library. And that's because they, you know, in different sorts of ways, little pockets of community were forming around these ideas where people are like, hey, this can be the language of our extended family or the way that our small group at church thinks about this or, you know, and so on. And we, we started a couple of years ago or maybe more a Facebook alumni group. And they, you know, it was like people are interacting with each other. And we realized we would like to be the hosts of as much of that interaction as possible because we can learn, we can grow from it, we can connect people to each other in it. And that's why even though it wasn't part of our original one-year plan, it became so clear and obvious we needed this community site to really help us be integrally involved where appropriate in the communities that we're forming around this powerful content God's given us. And Anna mentioned coaching certification and tell us about that because that is a cool program. Well, we think that the coaching certification program has so much potential to be the vehicle God uses to multiply the ideas we share with parents to subcultures of people everywhere. So where once we were the mentors, guides, leaders of all of the connected families content right here in in the Minneapolis area. As coaches get trained, as they get certified, as they start coaching in their communities, as they start taking the experiences they're learning as coaches in their own unique communities and subcultures, they're able to spread the connected families sort of framework and, and grace that is so important to us in their context, and then come back and report it to each other. And then that becomes a part of the growth and the feeding process. So we started the year with five trainees in our first coaching cohort about to graduate, or did they, maybe they graduated late last year. I don't recall, but then over the course of the year, there's been another 10 or so added. And now there are 16 more in the pipeline so that, you know, by next year we'll have 34 certified 
parent coaches uh, by connected families. In and how many countries? And I was just going to say there, yeah. there's folks in, in the Far East, there's folks in Europe, there's folks in Central America, there's folks in Canada, Africa. and there's folks from coast to coast, there's folks in Africa. In a group of only 34, I think there are six or seven countries represented right now. So if we start to do the math on that over the next few years, we're just really excited to see how God is using this community again, to sharpen each other, to grow together and to fuel each other's excitement with this synergistic effort. That because we had a couple of coaches here at Connected Families, right? And our waiting list was really long. And so I think that, you know, what we want everyone to know is now we're going to have, there's 35 coaches out there who have been certified through through Connected Families. They know the framework and you can meet with them one-on-one. Our colleague, Chad Hayengay has built this program and he's, he's just fantastic. I do know do know that the spring cohort, those people will be chosen or selected soon. So there is a registration process. There's an application process. And if that is something that you're interested in looking into more, there is obviously information on our website and we'll have that in the show notes as well. I know there's a few more things that we want to talk about from this year, things that we have completed and are just so grateful for that. But I want to go to the commercial right now and we'll come back and we'll finish that conversation and talk about what we're thinking about for next year. Sound good? Sounds great. Did you know that Connected Families is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry? We were founded nearly 20 years ago by Jim and Lynn Jackson, and we truly couldn't reach the families we do, giving the encouragement and the support we are able to give without our donor team. Many of you listening today are on our donor team. And first of all, thank you. Your generosity allows us to continue recording these podcasts. We are also able to create new resources like the Parenting Your Sensitive and Intense Child online course that we hope to release in 2022. Well, we have a big year-end goal of $250,000. To continue impacting, encouraging, and equipping parents with God's grace and truth, we need your support. If you aren't yet on our donor team, please consider joining with a year-end donation. No gift is too small and all gifts are appreciated. And of course, if you have the resources to support families in a substantial way, we would absolutely love to chat. Fill out the contact us form on our website and our executive director, Anna Brosh, will be in touch with you. But whether you are able to give $5 or $5,000, every dollar matters. Thank you. All right, Jim and Anna, we're back after the break and we're going to start off by just just finishing our conversation around our one-year plan and the other things that we accomplished this year. So I know, Anna, you have been working with Lynn on a much-anticipated project. I have been. It's been so much fun to see Lynn's passion and her focus around this online course that's been in development that she's been working on all year and will be available next year. It's called Parenting Your Sensitive and Intense Child. And you know her waiting list for coaching is always so long and she loves working one-on-one with parents for coaching, but it's just not practical. It's not feasible. We would love to clone Lynn, but that's not possible. So (laughs) she is taking all of her decades of experience and her care for parents and then care for these kids who 
just are a little more intense and are a little more sensitive and really how to parent those children well. So she's developing that online course. And you know, Anna, you didn't mention this, but I think I will here. You know, part of what Lynn and I feel called to do in our finish strong years, if you will, is make sure that we've done all we can to take what's in our brains and our minds and our hearts and put words to it, put structures mm-hmm. to it so that the work of connected families can outlast not just Lynn and me, but really all of us. You know, some people call this succession planning. For us, it's really not that cut and dried uh, process as succession planning might be, but we just, there's a, there's a team now of people who work at or for connected families of 16 people, I think 14 to 16 at any given time. That number is growing as coaches get added and support for the coaching certification program is added. It's so important. We're so grateful for the way that the team has, has sort of freed us to do more of this brain spirit work and less of the day-to-day operations stuff that keeps connected families moving. You know, Lynn and I are still intricately involved and will be for the foreseeable future. But what a gift this leadership, this structure is to us. And, you know, my work this year as a company goal has been to do similar similar kinds of work with some of our core content. Lynn and I wrote our first book, really most of it before Connected Families even launched, but then it was in a refinement process for a number of years after that. And the book, How to Grow a Connected Family, was first published in 2005. Do you think stuff has changed in our world? And do you think... <laughs> stories that parents might be interested in have changed. And so, yeah, but these principles from the connected families framework are, are proving to be as potent and and helpful and life-giving for families as ever. The narrative around those principles needs to be updated. And that's been my work to start to gather and imagine what the content will look like moving forward. Uh, You know, the refrigerator magnet, we often say this, that we distribute kind of says everything. And yet the stories around it and the contextualization for it is just some hard work that we have have started and feel really great about. Probably we'll launch even into 22 with some updated plans about how to repackage all of that so it's more helpful, more useful, more easily accessible to parents in the future. A lot of work has gotten done this year, hasn't it? Jim and Lynn, <laughs> our team has been just working and um, moving forward on all of these goals that the leadership team set in January. So website, these, the coaching certification, online courses, all of these things. I get to be on the front lines, I would say. I get to do a lot of talking with different people in our community. And I wanted to read to the two of you a a kind of testimonial, a thank you note that I got from someone who's actually in the discipline that connects with your child's heart course right now. So I got an email from Claire and her and her husband are taking the discipline that connects online course right now. And she emailed me and she just, it was just gratitude because she said, you know, we have searched a lot of information, our schools, counselors, psychologists, other organizations. We have gone a lot of places trying to find parenting help. She said that we've even gone to brain science. Like we're, we're really smart people. She said, and we have done a lot of research on brain science and childhood development And they have not found the answers that really settle well in their home. And they came to this course and she said, we are so grateful for discipline that connects with your child's heart online course, because it combines science, brain science, child development, and 
scripture. And it was like the two coming together are what has just made all the difference in the place that they want to learn about parenting. And that's Claire and her family and her husband. Is that not awesome? Yeah, that's really great to hear that. Thank you for sharing that, Stacey. I, we love those stories. Again, it's the, sort of this, this combination of very unique circumstances, highly educated parents, knowledgeable about a bunch of things, still not getting what they're looking for. And then they find they find the combination of honoring the, the, what they already know and maybe adding to it a little bit through the brain research and then the biblical moorings for the work that we do. And so what a joy to hear a testimonial like that and know that these parents are now out there talking with others about this cool organization they learned about. And maybe we'll hear another story like that from somebody they've passed the news on to. Right. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, let's talk about next year, 2022. Well, according to EOS protocols, we really shouldn't be talking about that until January. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Anna mentioned sort of our parking lot. We call it the vision traction organizer. It's the place that all the ideas and all the things that we know are coming up that could be important are there. And we will discuss those in January, but we already, I think, don't we, Anna, have a sense of, you know, A, just doing more of the same to offer the care. We've got the clubhouse stuff going, the social media interactions and, and engagements. We're committed to producing quality blog blog post content on a regular weekly basis, the production of the online course that that Anna mentioned that Lynn is working on. You know, we're going to do this in the context of high trust that we operate in and and seeking God together. But, you know, if, if you were to look at Connected Families now and a year from now, you're going to see more of the same plus a few things, we hope. What new things? Ooh, you just piqued my curiosity. Before we get to the new things, I do want to give just a little more context because we operate every year since we started using this organizational management tool by anchoring our work in our purpose and niche. And we all memorize it. We all live by it. It's on my computer screen right in front of me. We wake up every day at Connected Families to care for, inspire, and equip parents to receive and pass on God's grace and truth by imparting a biblical, memorable, and transformational framework for parenting. That's what we do now. It's our belief that that's what Connected Families will always be built to do. And that memorable framework is the Connected Families framework. So that's not going to change. But how we do it and the things that we do to accomplish that purpose and that unique way of doing our work is going to be continually put under a microscope. Is it working? Is it not? If it's not, what can we do differently? If it is, how can we do it better and more of it? That's what we do. So that leads us really to our to what we know is going to be our planning for next year. Jim, that is definitely what wakes us up in the morning. Thanks for sharing that. Regarding next year, you know, you're right. We don't make our plans until January, but we we do know that we are going to continue providing really high quality content and resources to the members of the CF community. That's not going to change. That is a high priority and we will continue doing that. We're going to continue on the projects that we started this, this year in 2021, like the sensitive and intense online course, we're going to get that over the finish line this coming year. We do know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very excited about that. We are going to continue our work with the Chinese speaking community. And I do know that the timeline says that we should have website available in the summer, this summer, that's the plans that we're working on. So those are the things that we do know for sure. Wait a minute, Anna, you mean like a website? We have a website. Yeah. We're talking about a, a Chinese, Chinese website, website, right? Yep. A Chinese website. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. The timeline is there. The budget is there. We're going to be working that into our plan for 2022. It's very exciting. So those are some of the things that we do know 
And, you know, we're, we are going to be doing a little bit of restructuring to our team to add some leadership roles for our current team members. And also we're going to be looking to add to the team with some voices of younger parents. So be on the lookout for that. If you're on the insiders team, you'll hear about those open opportunities first. So, yep, there's just a lot of stuff going on. I'm very, very excited for next year. And um, yeah, Jim, do you have anything else to add yeah. without making commitments? No commitments. No, we can't make commitments. I mean, Anna, when you say we're excited, it's that kind of excitement that's like, wow, this is going to be really cool, but we don't know. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we never know. I'm excited. I actually have a little bit of a funny like butterfly in my stomach when I talk about this. Yeah. And it's that sort of nervous that tells us we're doing something important. We feel it like it's a little bit of a stretch, which of course leads to a higher dependence on God to do the work, which it should always be. We should always be trusting the Lord. We should be making our plans, but letting him direct our steps. And we work hard at being in that rhythm here. And we kind of know that we're on the edge a lot of the time when we have that butterfly feeling that's like, man, I'm not totally comfortable with this. Like I can't do this on my own. And so, I mean, in great part, that's why we lean into our donor community to provide resources, charitable giving, ideas, input through the insiders group. We're always sort of walking this line of what's too much, what's not enough, and let's not just get comfortable here. So next year doesn't feel like it's comfortable, but it feels like it's exciting. It's challenging. We could fail. We could succeed beyond our wildest (laughs) measures, but we will learn and grow and depend on God through all of it. Yeah, uh, and we're and that's why we're excited about it. Yep. So you know, as it relates to to some of the work, I mean, the work with the with the Asian community to me is so potent and powerful. Yes, we're building a website. Yes, we're starting to work on translating some resources, identifying people to help us. We've got Chinese first language Chinese speakers kind of in the middle of helping us develop and grow these ideas. We're talking to people in the right places. We're also creating a template for the next language group that God calls us to. Like what what we do here, we're laying a pattern so that hopefully we'll be able to respond and the provision will be there to the next language group that invites mm-hmm. us to, to this kind of a part or that we feel invited by God to through the sort of synergy of, of people coming together with excitement and skills and knowledge and all those things. So we need prayer for wisdom. We need, you know, I think we need prayer always to not have our headlights outrun where God is directing us. Like, oh, our headlights are shining over here, but God has a curve in the road for us. So let's let's be attentive enough to what God's doing here to be able to take the curve, even though our headlights shined over here. And that's an ongoing discipline for us that I think EOS has really helped keep us focused and, and keep us going no further than or no shorter than where God would have us go with the resources provided. Butterflies. I loved that picture, you guys, and I feel it too. And there's something just so exciting about it because you know the Holy Spirit is just breathing into all of the work that we do and guiding us and directing us. And that is a beautiful place to be. Anna and Jim, thanks for being at the mic today and sharing with our whole community, just some of the kind of inside conversation, our goals, the things that happened this year and our vision for next year. Everyone can stay tuned for the goals, whatever comes in January, including me. I love the the quarterly reveal. (laughs) I know it's like a big reveal every quarter. Like what, what are the leadership team we get to, what do we get to work on next? Yeah. We look forward. There's always a sense of anticipation 
isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah, there is. Well, thanks for your leadership, your solid, strong, godly leadership. We appreciate it and your excitement over this update. Thanks for being here today. You're welcome. It was so much fun, Stacy, to share. For sure. Like I started, what a what a privilege to work with you two as well as the rest of the team. And we just are so excited about what's going to happen next. Anticipation is making us wait. Well, friends, I hope you're excited with us about the work God has given us to do. To launch into next year as strong as possible requires charitable gifts, large and small. We still have a ways to go to reach our year-end goal of $240,000 over and above planned giving. Reaching this goal will help us confidently expand our reach to impact more families in 2022. Would you consider giving a gift of any amount at connectedfamilies.org to help reach more families. And also remember that most people find connected families through word of mouth. So consider telling your connected families story to your friends, family, and maybe a church leader or invite them to the connected families community. And for sure, please pray for connected families right now in our fundraising time and in the year to come. Well, everybody, since this is our last podcast of the year, I just wanted to pray a blessing over you, everyone listening, and all of our staff at Connected Families. Um, I pulled this prayer out of Susie Larson's book called Blessings for the Morning. And with it is this verse that I just think is very fitting for the end of our year. It's Isaiah 43, 19. It says this, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And this is what Susie wrote that I just want to give as a blessing over you. As the year wraps up and draws to a close, may you let go of any lies you picked up along the way. May you wrap yourself up in the complete love and acceptance of Christ. May you forgive yourself and forgive others. May you believe that God's promises are more powerful than your blunders. May you embrace God's redemptive plan for your life, and I add, and your family with hope and expectancy. And may you be renewed with fresh faith and vision for the year ahead. Love that. What has been a joy to be with you almost every week this whole year via this podcast. I trust that you have received God's grace and truth for you so that you can pass on God's grace and truth to your children. Please consider a year-end donation. You can find the donate button in our show notes or on the new website that Anna talked about today. We appreciate your support so much. So for more information about Connected Families, go to connectedfamilies.org. See you next year and Merry Christmas. God bless you, everyone.